Next on BYU Sports Nation, what does a number 20 ranking and three in one start to the BYU football season mean to BYU athletics? Athletic Director Tom Holmo will answer that in studio. Can't wait for that. Do stats matter or are they just for losers? One BYU coach feels that way. <laughs> Plus, just how healthy are the Cougars heading up to Washington? Injuries, always concerning, but what exactly is BYU dealing with before this top 20 showdown? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Thursday, September 27th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who once again does not have his top button done up, Jerem Jordan. Congratulations. BYU beat Wisconsin. I said if they did, I'd uh, lose the top button. And you finally wore a shirt that shows off you not buttoning up that top button. Yeah, I succumbed to the pressure. So here we are. What kind of pressure are are we talking about? Old people, are you happy? <laughs> Multiple people. You said you'd be top unless no. Where's your shirt? Hey, wait, Lou Holtz is in on this now? Coming in Christmas. <laughs> Notre Dame should win an actual championship every year. <laughs> Here we are. Are you happy? Oh, I am very happy right Feels now. Feels weird, dude. It's been a long I'm time. Very happy. You want to double no, down yeah, on I'm... that if BYU beats Washington and go two months? No. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> you look great, man. <laughs> hey, Spencer. You are welcome. Uh, the social media pressure is getting to Jerem. Or was oh, it no, a, a letter written into uh, oh, BYU Broadcast? Oh, that happens, too. Um, <laughs> that happens, too. We always enjoy those. I'm like, how'd you get the address? That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you look fat. I said I'd do it, so here, I, here we are. You're you know? a man of your word. I, ha- I, I just, all my... Buttoned-up shirts were dirty. At the least last you didn't days. say that you'd get a tattoo on your back. So yeah, you've got that going Unlike, for uh, you. Our homie at BYU Two NFL. There you go. Love him. <laughs> Here's today's show lineup. Beginning with this, BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo will join us in studio in 15 minutes. We've got like 70 questions for him. Yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, obviously, I have certain feelings about the schedule. Uh, let's let's talk about it. We haven't talked about it yet. He's headed up to Seattle soon. What would a win over Washington mean to the overall athletic department? Given the BYU's number 20 in the country right $1 million. Who knows? No. Is it it a financial boon? I don't know. (laughs) I don't really care. Plus, BYU hockey coach Dave Pitcher, uh, their home opener is tomorrow. He'll join us coming up, too. Ah, yes. BYU has a hockey team. Awesome, right? And they're getting better. They're playing better. We'll talk more about that. They're playing that old-timey hockey, man. We also present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football making final preparations for a top 20 showdown against number 11 Washington at Husky Stadium in Seattle this Saturday evening. Kickoff set for 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Mountain, live on Fox. An hour before that, join us for countdown to kickoff on BYU TV at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Anything and everything you need to know about the matchup, we will discuss. BYU men's basketball begins practice today officially. This is the first of 30 practices in the next 42 days. The Cougar tip-off is October 19th. So much juice in this music. I love it. BYU women's soccer opens up West Coast Conference play tonight against Gonzaga and 
former associate head coach Chris Watkins. He's coming back to Pro Bowl for the first time as the head coach of the Zags. You can watch that live 9 Eastern on BYU TV. And the number one ranked BYU women's volleyball team also hosts Gonzaga tonight, 9 Eastern on the W.TV. The Cougars are 13-0. Calling my shot. They'll be 14-0 after tonight. That's a bold prediction. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jared, maybe you've heard BYU football is ranked number 20 in the nation. I did. That's cool. In the AP poll, considering that top 20 ranking and a 3-1 start to the 2018 season with a win at then 6th-ranked Wisconsin and the following wave of excitement that ensues, what impact would a win at Washington this weekend have on the rest of the BYU season? For me, it would validate and continue to legitimize this BYU football team specific to this season. Okay, Right now, BYU has a great win at Wisconsin. Okay, A solid win against an Arizona team that's not as good as we thought. The one loss is to a ranked undefeated Cal team, and then there's an FCS win. So, so far, so good for BYU. I can't think of a more realistic, better scenario than what has played out for BYU. 4-0, 4-0, come on. Um, I think BYU needed to lose to Cal to beat Wisconsin. BYU's on the radar. They're ranked 20th. They're on Fox this week. This is great. Like, this is as good as it can be in terms of just straight-up wins and losses. So if BYU beats Washington, hold on, hold on. Put on the blue goggles. New, yep. Year, New Year's Six conversation starts. A- absolutely. It, it really does alert. because BYU blue would have two top 15 wins on the road. Alert against Wisconsin and Washington? Are you kidding me? This would also be the best team BYU's fielded since 2009. Like, it would be at that moment, right? Because since then, BYU hasn't had a team that's compared. In 2014, BYU started 4-0. They didn't play anybody, let alone two ranked teams on the road. Are you kidding me? So uh, it is a Thursday, and two weeks ago we made sure that on a Thursday we said certain words so they were out there. So let's say them. BYU will beat Washington. So there, okay, it's on tape. 17-plus reverse curse is in effect. Hopefully the Cougars can go up there and take care of business. If not, compete, be respected, stay in the polls, and then play an interesting October schedule at home against Utah State, Hawaii, and Northern Illinois. Can you imagine the national You didn't laugh attention. this time like two weeks ago, so you weren't on the soundbite. Oh, no, no. I appreciate exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I purposely <laughs> laid out so that my laugh would not be Industry term, layout, meaning <laughs> shut up. I... If you want, you might hate the New Year's Six discussion, but it's going to happen if BYU beats Washington. Yes. That will happen. Yes. You thought the attention was nice after BYU beat Wisconsin? Well, there were still a lot of the country saying, man, what a bad day for the Big Ten and what a bad day for Wisconsin. And it was, and it was. The story no longer becomes about the team that BYU beat, the story then 100% becomes BYU. Disagree a little bit. Washington's The conversation with Washington will be, oh, well, the Pac-12's in trouble. I'm telling you, it will be more nationally about BYU having You two just said 100%. I don't agree. It'll be all about BYU. Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be close. Yes. No, it'll be a discussion of, oh, no, the Pac-12's not good. Maybe in the Pac-12, but the rest of the nation's going to be saying, Uh, Who has a better resume right now than BYU with two top 20 road wins five weeks into the season at 4-1? and Better resume compared to who? What are you saying? The rest of college football. Who has a more impressive resume? Uh, Alabama? No, 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 no. Okay. They're undefeated, yes, but who have they beaten? Do you mean? Who have they beaten? Whoa, whoa, what? You're saying that people are going to think BYU 
has a better resume than Alabama for the college football playoffs? In terms of no one's through, the saying five, that. through the five weeks in the season, what? who is going to have a more? No, Jerem, think about it. What other team in the country, even Bama, has two top 20 road wins five weeks into the season if BYU beats Washington? Right, but I'm, straight up, who does, I'm who not going to say BYU has anything better than Alabama. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> BYU oh has a better goodness. honor code than I'm Alabama. I know that. I'm saying that BYU is a better team than Alabama. Oh, I just think it's weird to bring up Alabama. It's a blind resume. If you said blind hey, is the operative word. There are these two teams here. One of these teams has two top 20 road wins five weeks into the season, which has uh, a more on. impressive resume. We don't have a big enough set of glasses for which this Which has a more Does impressive someone resume. someone have, like, like This has nothing size to of your do head? with the goggles. We're talking oh. about a hypothetical if BYU beats Washington. It is indeed hypothetical. They would have the most <laughs> impressive record, not record, not record, but performance in terms of Competition level. Two great wins, absolutely. Anybody else in the country. Absolutely. And then when BYU plays three group of five teams, Alabama will play three power five teams. Let's Probably talk about ranked. that then, but yeah. we're talking about the first five weeks of the season. I don't like getting overly excited about things. You that brought up the New Year's Six! That haven't happened yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on this program, we welcome context. It helps us understand what's really going on in the means as opposed to the opposite end. To me, that includes stats. Quarterback coach Aaron Roderick, what do you think of stats? Stats are for losers. We're what? three and one, and we're taking good care of the ball. And this week is about trying to find a way to win again. However, we got to do it. Sorry, what was that? I believe he said stats are for losers. That's for losers. Wow, uh, Spencer, do stats matter? Well, the most important stat is the win-loss record, right? <laughs> Which I think is what Coach Roderick was going for. Yes. So that statistic absolutely matters because it's hard facts, wins and losses. Greg Rubel's crying in a corner somewhere. I, I might join him if this is indeed true. <laughs> yes, stats matter. Of course they do. To a degree. Yeah. But you have to take it in context as you set up this conversation with. Like it, Stats are not the end-all, be-all. Or BYU, you would think, if you look at a blind resume with what BYU's stats are, you wouldn't say, yeah, that team beat number six Wisconsin on the road and is 3-1 and one and ranked number 20 in the country right now, right? Right. But, That's the point that he's making, yeah. But you have to, you have to agree that to some degree they matter. Come on. No, they're for, they, lo- they're for losers. They tell a story of sorts. They're not the end-all, be-all, but they matter <laughs> to a degree. There's no extreme, right? You always say that only sits deal in extremes. In this case, I think that is relevant. Is Aaron Roderick a Sith? No, he's That's not. the question that we need to ask. No, no. I'm just kidding. But they, they matter to a degree. Of course they do. Uh, compared to wins and losses, no. But you know what stats are good for? Predictive measures and evaluation of how a team won or how a team lost. Beauty's doing enough to win, and that's what matters for sure. Or just enough to lose right now, okay, at 3-1. and one. The margins are really thin for success right now. A few stats that matter. When BYU doesn't turn it over, BYU wins. That's why they're 3-1. and one. When BYU turns it over too much, BYU loses, which brings it to our stat of the day for losers. The stat of the day. Stat. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 12th nationally with three giveaways. Okay? That means BYU turned it over as opposed to take it away. Just three? Just three. That's impressive. So against Cal, BYU's trying to push it down the field. 
Two interceptions. BYU loses by three. That costs them the game probably, right? BYU unable to go get some points and potentially win. Again, I'm okay with Cal loss. I think it created a win at Wisconsin. Okay, I don't think that BYU could have been 4-0. I don't believe that like at all. So I'm happy that BYU learned some things and has gotten better. This has cost Tanner Mangum personal stats because BYU's offense is don't be overly aggressive. Okay, Don't push it down the field like Tanner Mangum did against Calculated, Cal. Calculated, disciplined, physical. Yes. Underneath, simple throws, right? I think at some point BYU is going to have to win a game, and this was validated by Jeff Grimes on Monday in Coordinator's Corner, that BYU is going to have to win a game through the air. Um, but, but Tanner Mangum uh, echoed as much yesterday after practice. Can we modify that uh, soundbite? What matters is the wins. Like that, that's, that's, what gets, that's what gets remembered. That's what you care about. You know, at the end of the year, you, you, you care about the record, you know, and you don't really care about the, the stats that you had. And, and, um, and so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more than willing to sacrifice personal statistics for, for team victories. And that's good on Tanner. But can we modify the soundbite from Aaron Roderick a little bit to say certain stats are for losers? Because certain stats. some stats absolutely are relevant, like the turnover one we just talked about. Right. BYU is 3-1 yeah. because they're taking care of the ball. Yeah. Is there a coach on that staff, even the OG A-Rod, that doesn't think that the turnover margin matters? Of course he thinks of it matters. Of course. He's yes. just saying, stop worrying about... Tanner Mangum's pass yards. Yes. I'm not worried about what happened. I'm worried about what's going to happen if BYU doesn't improve in certain areas when the run game's not there, specifically the pass game. I do like Tanner Mangum's response, uh, you know, and we've come to appreciate that and expect that from him, mature responses from a senior leader quarterback. All right, Jerem, uh, another stat that matters. Stats for losers, Spencer. No, no. How many healthy guys does BYU have going to Washington? How concerned are you right now with the possible injuries heading into the game at Washington? And let's recap a little bit. For those that might not be caught up to date, we didn't see Diane Gawoloku against McNeese. He's banged up. Braden Bakri didn't play against Wisconsin. Banged up. Zane Anderson did not play against McNeese. Banged up. Also, Butch Pau didn't play against McNeese. And Washington. Same with Braden Bakri. He's missed the last two games. How concerned am I? I'm very concerned. Listen, BYU beat Wisconsin without Butch Powell and Braden Bakri, and for most of the game, Dine Gonwoliku. But Zane Anderson, however, was, to me, the difference maker with his one and only takeaway for either team in the game. And that led to seven points that won BYU that game. Washington is more dynamic than Wisconsin and less predictable. BYU needs to be full bore, full accoutrement of everybody uh, to be their best selves, right? BYU could still win without these guys. I just think there's less of a chance, and that's the concern, right? We don't know whether Zane, Braden, Diane, Butch are playing at all in Seattle, and that is a concern for me, a major one. We're talking about the strength of this BYU team on the defensive side of the ball and three significant contributors on this very stout BYU defense. Butch Pau, Zane Anderson, Diane Gawoliku. Uh, going into the season, we probably would have ranked those three defenders as top four on the BYU defense. I put Sione and Corbin in there, and there's your top five. Right? Yes. So it's not just, ah, BYU is a little banged up on defense. They are banged up with some of their best players Tong in there on too. the defensive there's side of the ball. Yeah, okay. Point is, these aren't just just guys. These are... Stars for the BYU defense. And I don't know that BYU is that 
deep to be able to replace them easily. We're going to find out against a team like Washington. Yeah. And Austin Lee's a little banged up. So it's not like, yeah, oh, Dine's out, you put Austin Lee. Austin Lee's a little banged up. And, and this is what happens in football naturally, but this is what happens when you play three power fives in a row. Like, you're more likely to get hurt than when you play group of fives. Just there's more physicality, more speed, more force. So guys like Isaiah Kafusi and Adam Pulsifer take on larger roles. A and guy, Adam played well against Wisconsin. Yes. A guy like Troy Warner has to step up back at safety with Diane Gawoliku potentially out. How does that? Does Tanner Jacobson come play in the and, same position as Diane. and yes. have a bigger role like he did against sure. McNeese because of the injuries? Yes. How deep is BYU is really what we're getting at. And you'll find out. There's always conversation about it. Talk is cheap. Like, is your backup going to play close to as well as your starter plays? Let's see. That takes us to our question of the day. Injuries or not, stats matter or they don't. What impact would a win at Washington have on the rest of the BYU season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At GlibGuy on Twitter. A win in Seattle would be massive and establish this coaching staff as one of the best ever. Interesting. I've never thought to evaluate a coaching staff. Five games into the season, ready to call the coaching staff the best ever if the Cougars beat Washington. Here's a stat for you. If BYU wins this game, it'd be the two highest ranked teams BYU ever beat in the season. It would also be the, the previous, first time BYU has ever won three Power 5 road games ever in a season. There you go. And there's probably only 10 seasons where they've ever even attempted that, right? Uh, 96, BYU beat uh, number 13 and number 14, Texas A&M and Kansas State. So that'd be awesome. Mary Kranz on Facebook. Ask. Credibility. The last year was a blip on the radar. I think at this point it was. is ready, willing, and capable of hanging with the big boys. And the BYU is one of the big boys. BYU is a top 20 team right now. Whether you buy into it or not, it is what it is. No, I know, but week four is whatever. It's exciting, but, like, you know what I want? The postseason, like, to be a top 25. Agreed. mm. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, you want to finish on a high. Coming up, does Tom Holm ever say no to a game, or is it loaded up with power five? And what are the top priorities for an athletic director in independence when scheduling? We'll ask the man these questions and more next. Tom Homo on BYU Sports Nation after the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, the women's soccer team begins West Coast Conference play against the Gonzaga Bulldogs, coached by longtime Cougar assistant Chris Watkins. Pre-game coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern on BYU Radio with the game on the radio and BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Experience BYU Sports Nation whenever, wherever, however you prefer. Joining us now in Studio B is the athletic director of BYU, multiple-time Super Bowl champion, all-around good guy, Tom Holmo. We welcome you back to Studio B, Tom. Tom. It's been a while. Thanks, boys. It has been a while. 
and I'm digging the sweatshirt from the uh, Nike SB line. You know, we gotta, we're going to head up to Seattle today, so I, f- I hear it rains a little bit up there, so i got to be prepared. <laughs> did, did Danny get you that? Yeah. Yeah, of course he would. He's the style guy, right? <laughs> perfect, perfect. Okay, BYU's 3-1, and one, ranked 20th. Um, what has this meant to you in the program after a 4-9 and nine season? This has been a tremendous start. I think what it means to me is what it means to you and everybody in Cougar Nation. It's, it's uh, an opportunity to see our team play like we want them to play. And I'm really proud of them that they took last year, which was very tough, and they did something about it. It was a great off-season for the players and the coaches to work and to create a culture and to get back on track. And now they're on track, and we'll see how far down the trail it goes. What is the impact of having a national ranking, right now BYU number 20, at this juncture of the season? I think um, it's important because it gives our players confidence and our coaches. It lets them show, it shows them that you can't get in there without beating a couple teams, and we had a couple good wins early. Uh, it doesn't, it, it, the, the ranking at the end of the season is one that really counts. But to have it right now, it gives them an opportunity to, it's like a shot in the arm. And now we'll go up to Washington saying, there's something on this. This game is super meaningful. It's not like you're going into it just to hold on and see if you can hang in there. They want to go in there and, and do their best to win the game. September's can certainly be a challenge in scheduling because that's when the most non-conference games are, are there. But what have you thought about how BYU's played against the schedule? Because the tough games have really been on the road, and there's another one Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's a hard part of the scheduling, like you said you're going to get the big-time teams in the first part of the schedule, and they're not going to play you at the end. Every once in a while, we luck out and get an SEC team or somebody that will play you just because of the buys that they have in their conference later in the schedule. But uh, the, sometimes people say, Tom, there's, we have all the home games that are good next year and none of them this year. How, how come you didn't balance it out? Well, if I had a board and I could just go in and fill out my dream schedule, I would. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like that, does it? No. You get them when you get them. And if somebody, and I do, you know, I have to, I'm the one to blame when it gets a little bit rough because sometimes I have to make a decision. Do we really want to go on the road and play Wisconsin and US, or, uh, Utah and Boise State and Arizona? Do I really? And Washington. And Washington. Do we really want to do that in one year? Well, you don't, you don't look at it at all at once. You put in a game and you schedule it and you contract it. Then another one comes, and then another one comes. At some point in time, you have to say no. But sometimes you say yes. I was going to ask, do you say no to games? Oh, yeah. I've said no to games. And not just so much because, mainly because we're saturated or it just doesn't fit. Is this the type of start you had envisioned when you began compiling these exciting new independent schedules? Well, I think beating Wisconsin is something that you, you dream about. Like when we, I would say that's what we envision playing them. I mean, you just don't want to play them just to go there and have a game and lose. You, the history of BYU football, the traditions of BYU football is we've won a lot of those games through the years. Now we've lost some, and we don't expect that we're going to win every one, but the scheduling of independence allows you to get those games and allows you to have that experience. Now, we've had some tough experiences in independence. It's super hard when you've got to play the crush of an early season, and then it's sometimes not great when you've got to finish up the season with a 
subpar schedule. What are some of your priorities in scheduling as you are putting these together? Because they have been more increasingly difficult as independence has come along here. I think early on people weren't really quite sure about BYU and whether it was a good game. And I think the later years and and now going forward into some of the years coming up, I think some of the schools see that it's a good fit for them because that has to be a match. It has to be a good fit for both schools. And uh, we have a a really good uh, contracted game that we just got. Contract done, but we can't announce it yet because we're not not ready. (laughs) But that would be a game that we'll announce soon. <clears throat> that would be what we were looking for. We've been looking for this game for a while. Power five? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. The smile on your face yeah. says it all, Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and those are, but, you know, when we play, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the schedule fits and how our team is. Is our team ready to play that year? And that, that's kind of one of the things that was hard early on. As you schedule these games out, you don't really know who you're going to line up with against those teams. And there were times when, like, if you look at UCLA this year, they're struggling. But they're a good program. That's a team that if I put UCLA on the schedule, people would want to say, that's a good game. It's a regional game. we got a ton of fans in L.A. It's the Bruins. It's powder blue. It's all those things. But on a given year, they could be a top 15 team, and this year they're down. They're transitioning with a new coach. So you really don't know exactly how those teams are going to be in in, in a given year. Like I'd say uh, uh, some of the teams that are more not like group of five, those are the harder ones to predict. Tom Homel, BYU Athletic Director, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I want to dive a little bit more into – when you have to say no, what factors have to play in when you're like, you know what, we just can't do it. We can't do it. Um, I, I would say sometimes it's the coach with uh, Bronco. Sometimes I'd look at him and say, hey, we have a great opportunity. And he'd look at me and not say one word. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what that meant. <laughs> I can see that face in my mind. But, but Bronco, would he, he'd play the games. Kalani's a little bit different. Kalani says you know, anywhere, anytime, any place, And uh, I like that. But, but it's still my responsibility not to crush him. And there's certainly a line there, right? And, oh, and yeah. during the summer I said, you know, I, hey, I want BYU to finish ranked in the season. And you're right, there's so many things at play. So how do you, how do you balance, okay, who are we going to be, uh, those, those teams, and where's the line of perhaps too many Power Fives or not enough? Well, we kind of look at about – we started out at about four, and then, you know, if you can get a fifth, it depends on who it is. So it's a really gray area, and it just really each game is an independent thought, and it go, there's a lot of play that goes into that. I think an interesting thing about the schedule is we do a lot of games to help other people. Um, we wouldn't have been able to do this without ESPN. We wouldn't have been able to do it. And so, it being independence? Ind- yeah, independence okay. and getting the games. Okay. So for when, when ESPN says, hey, we got a really good game that we think would help, it would help us, will you take the game? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Because uh, you know, they'll give us a game, and sometimes we need to, you know, we'll ask them, hey, can you set this one up? And they'll do it, but... It's uh, you know you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. We have a great relationship with them, and I'm so grateful because we wouldn't have been able to get these games without their help. 
That makes total sense, right, with ESPN. In 2021, is it? There are seven Power Fives on that particular one. What went into that idea? Uh, man, I must have had a bad night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you get carried away um, where sometimes it is ESPN saying, hey, there, we got a, I got a, great, got a great game for you. And I'm thinking, don't do it in 21. Don't put it in 21. And it's 21. This is the way it goes. But none of those teams are like it's not like you have Alabama, Clemson, Washington. It's like Wazoo, Baylor. The, the, yeah. Those are games where you know what? That's that's a game you can go and win independent of the. Yeah, year you're probably, not playing Bama right? and Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, that's true. So I mean, and tears, we, right? Yeah, there are there are tears, and I think you know you guys would be able to to look at the future schedule right now, and you could tear them. But then when we get to that year, it might be a little bit different. Sure, and then even you get into the season, you go oh. Arizona's probably in a different tier than we sure. thought originally. Cal yeah. is better yeah. than we thought. Your right. Cal Golden Bears, yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, you mentioned that you're headed up to Seattle. Uh, you're dressed for the weather in the Northwest. What would a win do for BYU football this season right now against Washington? How would it impact what is happening, which has already transpired, and, and that's a number 20 ranking? Well, I think the obvious answer that you'd be looking for is it would do a lot for Cougar Nation. Yeah, you know, give us... Um, a lot of respectability throughout the country. But for me, the most important thing, it would be an advancement for our team. Our, our guys, would, it would mean that we had earned it. And this team is, is, has really bright plans for the future. Um, this team is growing. This team is gaining depth. Right now, we're not real deep. But you can see young freshmen and recruits coming in now and some kids that will be coming off missions that will be the basics, basic building blocks for something really big. And you know, Washington, you don't, it can go a lot of ways. That game can go a lot of ways. And we'll see. I usually don't try to forecast it. I just like to see it afterwards and then make the most of the opportunity that we have. There's some great teams uh, around campus right now. Um, what do you think of what women's volleyball is doing in cross country? Uh, you know, number one in volleyball, number two in men's cross country, number eleven in women's. Right now, it's it's going well. Well, the thing for me is I'm super happy for them. I mean, these are kids that they have dreams and goals, just like our football players, and a lot of people don't see it. But when you watch our women's volleyball team, the number one team in the country. Uh, they're special. They, they just, everything about them right now is right. And it's just, it's a blast to watch them play. It's a blast to watch them practice. The feelings of confidence they have when you see the, their countenance off the court, it's all good. And that's what you want. It's like, it's like for your kids, you want them to have great experiences. And these kids are having super experiences to be able to see the, the uh, Smith Fieldhouse full to bulging at the seams is a dream come true. And those girls came here to do that. And it's because of them that the stands are full. Yeah, turning people away at the door, no less. And I, I heard that you were letting uh, students in yourself the other day. <laughs> you better believe it. You but, like opened a side door and you're yeah. like, get in here. That's right. Well, it, was all, it was all kosher. I mean, I got to the game about a half an hour early, and the lines for the rock pass were enormous. And we just didn't have enough special events people there to beep, boop, you know, hit the tickets. So I'm like, rock 
Here we go. <laughs> right here. We're getting you in there because you, you got to get them in during warm-ups. Yes. You know, you want to start intimidating. You want, the, you want the energy to start building right away. You don't want to have them coming in and taking a seat after game one. It might be the match might be over. And so, yeah, I did that. Uh, here That's is awesome. a man who gets <clears throat> it. Who gets it? Tom Holmo, BYU Athletic Director, with us on BYU Sports Station. We'll finish with this, Tom. I know that a lot of people are very interested in BYU's bowl tie-in, or I guess lack thereof, specific to ESPN this year. However, we're starting to see projections like BYU in the Frisco Bowl and BYU in the Armed Forces Bowl and the Bahamas Bowl. I um, like that one. <laughs> what's What's the update uh, as far as uh, all of that goes? No, but nobody would know at all because we're. A free agent right now. We were supposed to be in Poinsettia this year, and they, when they folded, we became a free agent. I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, we certainly have to become bowl eligible. Uh, but the proverbial, let's take it one game at a time, is real. And what I mean by that is if we become bowl eligible, every win after six would change the chances of which bowl game you're going to be in. So I think that Knowing BYU and the following that we have, if we get six games, we would be in because it's just the nature of bowl selection is conferences don't get eight games that they're contracted for. They get maybe six. So there's open games. We start getting to more wins. We get better games. All right. It seems simple, right? I know it's really complicated at times, but it seems simple. Just just win six and go from there. Uh, can't thank you enough for your time before you head to Seattle. It's always great to catch up with you. you. You always have a seat in Studio B. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good being with you guys. Have fun in Seattle. Thanks. Okay, coming up, BYU Hockey has its home opener tomorrow night. Head coach Dave Pitcher joins us in studio. Tom Homo just told us a lot, so we're going to digest all of that and discuss next. Who's BYU going to play? Who's the new contract game? This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Geeky Solano. It's the latest in Cougar sports with a social media twist. Watch it right now on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. All season long, we've told you about the fantastic BYU Nike fall collection gear that you can get right now at the BYU store. Today yeah. is hat day and visor day for that matter. You can find it all online, byustore.com, or if you're local to the area, check it out. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Stuff is good. The fresh Nike swoosh gear uh, in collaboration with BYU. Check it out. All right, let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's headlines. BYU football, one day away from traveling to Washington for a matchup with 11th-ranked UW. Like the last time BYU faced a top-ranked opponent, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes thinks the success of the Cougars this weekend will probably rely on the big guys up front. we got to be able to, to, um, to change the line of scrimmage, and, you know, for us, for us to do what we'd like to do on offense, it starts with the offensive line. Obviously, it's not just them to have a successful run play effort, but it starts with the guys with their hand down closest to the ball. Win it in the trenches. Kickoff at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox National. Coverage begins on BYU TV at 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain, with all-access countdown to kickoff. BYU men's basketball begins practice today. It's the first of 30 practices in the next 42 days. Cougar tip-off is October 19th. BYU women's soccer opens up West Coast Conference play today. 
against Gonzaga. Nine Eastern, seven Mountain live on BYU TV. Chris Watkins, former associate head coach at BYU, makes his return to Southfield with the Zags. BYU 5-3-1 this season, hoping, obviously, to start WCC play at 1-0. And top-ranked BYU women's volleyball host Gonzaga tonight as well. Nine Eastern on the W.TV. The Cougars are 13-0. We just heard from BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo on a number of different things. Mm -hmm. Everything from scheduling, when he says no to certain teams, and he just gave us the nugget of, we've got a contract in place. It's all done. We just haven't announced it yet with a Power 5 team, which makes you wonder, Jerem, well, who is it? Kansas State is my guess. You think Kansas State? Perhaps. Who knows? Yeah, I think probably middle of the pack uh, Big 12 team. Maybe Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Oklahoma State, I like that one. Or yeah. Iowa out of the Big 10. You know, there are a few teams that yeah. BYU hasn't played. Let's play more Big 10 teams on the road. It's worked out recently. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was smiling. He said, we've wanted this one for a long time. Yeah. More <laughs> Nebraska, Wisconsin, yes, Michigan please. State. Yes, yeah. please. But not Michigan. Don't, yes. Let's not do that again. Uh, also, I, I mean, back to when to say no. I thought that was fascinating. What goes into that? And he immediately pointed out Bronco Mendenhall and the coaches and their approach to certain opponents and game opportunities. Right. And I think it's important to have balance, right? If you're too extreme, you're not going to be able to handle it or it's just going to be too crazy. Kalani Sataki wants to play anybody, anytime, anywhere. Kalani Sataki came from a Power 5 school where they did that, right, at Utah and had success doing that. I think BYU is working up to that as a program. Not everything is in place for BYU to be like a nine-win team in a Power 5 conference at the moment. BYU is building up to that, right? And we're seeing that uh, now. I really liked uh, Tom Homel answering my question, do you ever say no to games? Because I've thought, does he? And he said, oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. My question uh, that I wish I could follow up with now is, do you say no when ESPN reaches out ever? Because I would understand if he does not. You want to appease the worldwide leader. I get well, it. You have that contract in place and that understanding like, hey, we're good for ESPN. ESPN is good for BYU. Let's keep that thing rolling. And they help BYU get a lot of good games. And you're trying to re-up on that contract as well, which I fully anticipate. Uh, but it would certainly help if you are appeasing ESPN. Something we don't really spend a lot of time talking about is – BYU has to schedule a lot of these games sometimes a decade out. Right. You don't yeah. know what those teams and programs are going to be eight to ten years from I've, now. I've never said I'm concerned about what Power 5s BYU is playing. Just how many? I've never said that. I've only said the quantity. And uh, my idea is three or four. And Tom, I, I asked Tom about, or we asked Tom about the number of Power 5s, and he said we start with four, sometimes we sneak a fifth in there. Then there are seven in 2021. And then there are seven in 2021. And what did he say? I must have had a bad night or something. <laughs> yeah, there are seven. But those are, those are the Arizona cows of the world as opposed to the Wisconsin Washingtons of the world at the moment. There's only, in three seasons, seems, who it knows? Seems, it seems right now, given the current state of all of these programs, when you look at the 2021 and, and schedule. And consistently over time. There's only one world-beater team on that schedule, and it's USC. But think about USC right now. USC right now stinks. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, they are really mediocre. I mean, they put, they're playing some tough games, of but course. But what not will USC good. be in 2021, and what will Baylor and Washington I will State always and... take a USC game, though, because the, that's one of the top ten programs in college football Name, history. Name, brand, like, I will, recognition. Yes, you'll always play those games, and you hope that USC just stinks. 
By the way, USC and Stanford, the only Pac-12 teams, the BYU has never been 0-2 against both. Let's go ahead and change that. And both of those are on the schedule in multiple games in the future. I like that Tom also pointed out, look, we say yes to a lot of games for ESPN. Take, for example, teams that are coming into Division One play. And Tom has alluded to this earlier where he's like, look, we were the— Liberty is one of those. We were the independent that needed help— yeah. A few years sure. back. And so no, we're going yeah. to extend the hand of fellowship to UMass and Liberty. Because I have been giving scheduling uh, grace, I too must give, yes. BYU says, right? Yes. So BYU is playing at Liberty in a couple years, right? Isn't there a home and road with Liberty? Absolutely. Like, like that's kind of crazy. But BYU is going to make sure that as a fellow startup independent that they're good to go. Ask Virginia Tech what it's like to go on the road and play a game like that against Liberty or Old Dominion. Old Dominion. You got to be ready. Indeed, you do. You got to be ready. Our question of the day What impact would a win at Washington have on the rest of the BYU season? Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. Coming up, where does Fred Warner rank among NFL rookies after week three, according to the mothership? Uh, he's looking pretty good, Jerem. BYU hockey begins its home season this yeah. weekend. Head coach Dave Pitcher is here to talk about the man's sport. In Studio B, this is BYU Sports News. We'll check you into the boards, dude. Look at it. He's ready to go. No. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Saturday at 7.30 Eastern, we are live from Seattle and Provo with countdown to kickoff as we get you ready for 20th-ranked BYU and 11th-ranked Washington live on countdown to kickoff on BYU TV. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, with our question of the day. What impact would a win at 11th-ranked Washington have on the rest of the BYU football season? At Twiggier Stone and on Twitter, uh, it would be huge. With the momentum from that win, BYU would gain even more confidence that they could win every game. A one-loss season would not seem so crazy if they win. <gasps> it would still seem crazy to it, me. No, it seemed yes. crazy. Because you still have to go on the Just road and you win Utah those two and Boise State. Doesn't mean that you're running the table. Yeah, Boise State will probably be a top 25 team when BYU plays them on the road at Boise. So Indeed. There you go. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. We just mentioned it. BYU hockey feels like they're moments away from starting a brand new season. And to help us do that is the BYU hockey head coach, Dave Pitcher. Dave, welcome to Studio Hello, B. Dave? Good to be here. Thank uh, you. Like, okay. a, like a true uh, hockey guy, he came with a stick. You I ready, did it. Yeah, yeah. You've somebody. got a puck up there. Yes. yes. You've got to have a stick. Beautiful. Yes. 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 This is my hockey, size. So. This is perfect. So. <laughs> now that's for this Tate, awesome. man. That's for your new son, Tate. This is for Tate. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. for the set. <laughs> but you. yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's Tate. We'll find a good place for that. Yes. We will find a great place for that. Cougar Hockey, looking to take the next step. So, Coach, before we get into what BYU – uh, what BYU's goals are and aspirations. Let's start with your background in, in hockey. How, how did you get involved with this program, and, and why did you feel like now was the time to do it? So um, I was born and raised in Canada, Calgary, and played as a young man there. Um, then I kind of got sidetracked into football for a lot of years, and uh, um, my youngest son decided that hockey was his sport, and that's what he wanted to play. So... Um, my brother was a rink coordinator in West Valley City, and he said, if your son's playing hockey, you need to coach. So I started coaching 15 years ago, and 
the road has led here, and my son's playing for the Cougars, so Very nice. it's been good. Yeah, That's awesome. Uh, tell us about this BYU hike team. I, I know you guys already played one game against yep. Weber State, lost 3-2, but you right. play Utah Valley tomorrow night, the home opener at yep. 7 Peaks. Yep, that's right. So um, we've got a, a lot of new faces on the team this year. Uh, we've got, I think, nine returning players from last season and 13 uh, new players this season. So a lot of new faces. We have two kids that played for us uh, a couple years ago. They just got back off their missions. In fact, we've got seven missionary, return missionaries that are uh, on the team this year that, that just returned over the summer. And uh, it's amazing how quickly they get it back, you know. Um, one of the newest guys back uh, just got back from Africa like a week before the, se- the, the practice season. He wasn't started, skating so. much on P-Day, was No, it? no. <laughs> he, he didn't see a lot of ice no. there. His yeah. conditioning is uh, not, not where it needs to be. Well, actually, he's pretty good right now. Oh, but wow. after a couple of weeks of, of uh, hard work, yeah. He's there. So fantastic! BYU hockey coach Dave Pitcher with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, what's the difference when you get back on your home ice for the first time? And I mentioned it. You know, you're you're turning the page. You're opening up things here in Utah County. What what kind of a difference does that make? Well, you, you know, Peaks is a is a a nice, very personal arena. It holds twenty three hundred fans, but. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've been putting a lot of fans in the stands, and I think that has made a huge difference in, in the excitement of not just the fans but the team. They play better there. We're finally getting a little bit of a home advantage. So, so yeah, we love playing at Peaks. It's a great facility, and, uh, and it, it's very personal. So it's a good place for us to, to come home to and play. Always cool to play in an Olympic venue, too. Exactly. Pretty cool for yeah. 2002. Yeah. What kind of style uh, do you want your team to play? So um, we're, we're a very fast team, and as long as we can keep the puck moving fast and, and uh, cycle in the offensive zone, get good breakouts, uh, you know, I think we're, we're good. Um, we've got some kids that can play a physical game, too, so you know, we're not, not completely out of it in the physical game, but speed is really where, where we are at. That's that's where we shine. Now, coach, if you need a fourth string attendee, uh, I'm I'm your guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Perhaps some of, some of the guys can tell you about my my quick love. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I know last year there were a couple segments of of uh, you know between the lines with uh huh uh huh yeah on the ice Flash so. the leather there yeah so uh, <laughs> so come on out do it again. Yeah. I, I also played uh, I. <laughs> I won't be there. I suck. Uh, but I played <laughs> NHL 09 on Friday, so if you need any coaching tips, just Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Sega, I'll give you a call. Hey, we're, st- <laughs> we're stoked for you. Home opener against Utah Valley tomorrow. Yeah, 7 excited. o'clock tomorrow. Yep, 7 o'clock. Okay. Great That's stuff. Right. Let's give Check you some out. BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the home opener. Hey, good appreciate luck. that. All right, we'll take it. And thank you for the hockey stick. You're yeah, welcome. This is yeah. awesome. Make good we have some awesome things up here. That's, what, that's <laughs> one of them. That's great. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay, thanks, Dave. All right, thank you. Okay, coming up, it's a uh, double Gonzaga night as Cougars welcome an old friend, now foe, to town. A double Gonzaga night. Yeah, soccer and volleyball. Love it. And BYU basketball, believe it or not, is here. More on that in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, but nobody will check into the boards like BYU Hockey Friday night versus Utah Valley. Shout out to today's guests, Tom Homo and Dave Pitcher. If you missed any of the show and it was loaded, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. In spite of what Jason Shepard may tell you, sorry to Dennis Pitta, we have no time. Let's whip it. 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around football. CBS Sports has BYU versus Washington on its top five upset alert games of the week. Do the BYU soccer. Do the blue goggle shrill, Jerem. <laughs> yep, there you go. BYU women's soccer opens up West Coast Conference play tonight with a matchup against Gonzaga on a double Gonzaga night. The game will begin at 9 Eastern. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Volleyball. Number one ranked women's volleyball host Gonzaga as well tonight, 9 Eastern, on the W.TV. The Cougars are 13-0. and Also, Team USA men's volleyball getting their sweep on of Russia this morning and advancing to the FIVB semifinals. They're rolling. Former Cougar Taylor Sander contributed 13 kills for Team USA in the win. Baseball. The 2019 schedule's out. The season begins February 15th at Northwestern. Well, it's a neutral site, but against Northwestern. The home opener is March 5th against Utah Valley. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner ranked the number two rookie overall so far this season behind linebacker Darius Leonard, according to Jeff Legwold of ESPN. So Not far, a so bad good position for, for Fred Federico. Warner. Yeah, I love the uh, freezing cold takes that are coming out about how the 49ers reached for Fred Warner, and he's going to struggle to even see the field. All the haters. Season. Yeah, <laughs> this cracks me up. <laughs> Today's rise and shout goes to. How about Tom Homo? Because Tom Homo, yeah. It's tough to make those schedules. I get it. I just want three or four power fives, not seven. What if BYU beats Washington? <laughs> Jeremy, would that have an impact oh, on, no, no, on how you feel about BYU's no. scheduling philosophy? No, because I need BYU to finish ranked in the season. And even then, I want to have it every four years. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't impact it. I'd be like, oh, maybe, maybe uh, the risk was worth it this year. Let's let it play out a little bit. Okay. We're not even halfway through the season, let alone okay. the whole season. I'm just man. saying, would it impact it to that degree? Just the yeah. question of our question of the day. Yeah. What impact? BYU would be better than Alabama, I guess. I did not say that. <laughs> so how dare you try and take it there? <laughs> Don't do that. What impact would a win at Washington have on the rest of the season? <laughs> I don't know. Tell us. Our lead voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at BYU underscore Spindle on Instagram. The team would have even more confidence that they could win the rest of the season. Yeah. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves. BYU needs to work hard, get dirty, and get this win at Washington. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to our guy, Gary Scheide. Don't forget to watch BYU Women's Soccer tonight. Gonzaga in town, 90s and 7 Mountain. Go Cougs. That old-timey hockey.